1: Welcome to We'll See You in Hell, your favorite podcast that talks about horror, sci-fi, and fantasy film. We do the commentary sometimes, and then we also review them. How do you like that? This is your episode. I believe this is your final episode for March. We got a lot cooking today. We're going to bring you some shout-outs at the end of the episode. We're going to talk about a little film called Hellraiser 2, subtitled
0: Hellbound uh hell which, bound hell bound hell bound hell bound you know who sings that <laughs> no breeders pod first album great album okay a lot I of people think the breeders phenomenon started with uh, last splash it ain't the case
1: i believe you uh pod is a good album i don't remember that song but uh, it's called
0: Hellbound. oh <coughs> uh, you don't say um also has one of the sexiest songs ever written o, oh oh exclamation point Used to great effect in uh the movie May, which is a fantastic, an underrated horror film by by the uh, Lucky th- McKee. Hold on, slow down. Made May M A Y
1: M A Y. I don't know the film. I thought you were talking about Made with Vince Vaughn and John Favreau.
0: No, have you seen May? I did no. I don't. No, I've never even heard you. of it. I'll loan it to you. It's fantastic. Who's in it? uh anna faris and then the rest of the cast is kind of unknown oh
1: this is one of those uh zucker things no like a scary movie spoof kind of thing
0: no it's a horror movie with with some comedic elements but leslie nielsen kevin hart i've seen these they're both in there yeah
1: i've seen these films they're good i like the ones with the waynes brothers best but yeah but they but they're still funny after they
0: leave have you seen i mean of course i've seen scary movies the the scary movie franchise have you seen like little man or white chicks uh i've i've uh caught pieces
1: of them in passing uh white chicks i remember had surprisingly funnier parts in it than i thought it was gonna have yeah uh
0: little man is woo. little man looks rough i would imagine white chicks has some laughs i love like an i'm gonna get you sucker. I love I'm going to get you. Some. I mean, I, I don't know why I, I look down my nose. at Those other movies, I guess, because it's a, a man uh, being computer generated to look like a midget. <laughs> but, well, no, like a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He poses as a baby. Oh, it's a midget who poses as a baby. Excuse me. Little person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, it's not. He's not even he's like they, they, they computer generate him to be like the size of a baby. And then he pretends to be a baby for to to what end. To rob people or something. It was all part of that thing, like big mama's house and all that stuff.
0: There I was like big, big mama's house.
1: Uh, so do I. But I, there was a big string of movies at that time period where it was a lot to do with being disguised right. to pull a thing off or sure. whatever.
0: Um, that was big. All right. Master of disguise. That had some laughs in it. I'll tell you that. It, it featured I, Abe Lincoln dancing to I like to move it, move it, I just, which I laughed at for ten minutes. Just, and the fact that his name is Pistachio Disguisey yeah, is that, very funny.
1: That that you told me that, and based
0: on that, I watched it. I didn't enjoy it. But. No, it's bad. But there are a couple laughs. Uh, but so May is a horror movie about disguises? Not about disguises at all. It just features early Breeders songs, Cannonball, the big, the first one. Nope. <laughs> nope completely wrong in everyone <laughs> uh but i highly recommend may i thought i had talked about it on before maybe i haven't it's 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 a true you know somebody who's like you gotta see this little known horror movie nobody's ever seen this thing the shining and you're like come on may is a good like no one truly has seen it and it's really good truly no one truly uh all right i'll check it out uh, what else did Lucky McKee do? He did like that. I, Pat, I, I've, never, I've never heard of the movie, let alone the director. Well, he's done a lot. He did like the woods and Lucky McKee. <laughs> that's up there with Pistachio disguise-y. <laughs> Um No, he's a talented director. He did that uh, Red, that Hank Ketchum adaptation. The, the, the Bruce Willis movie? No, Red, that's a different Red. Wow, this is getting like who's on first over here. Well, there is a Bruce Willis movie called Red. Yeah, no, I know. With Morgan Freeman and Helen Mirren. They made Red 2. Yeah,
1: I know. My mom bought me both for Christmas when I had never seen either and said, these movies seem right up your alley. <laughs> Red then, 1 uh, ain't bad. Red tr- 1 ain't bad. I, 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 traded, them. Him. I traded them for uh, credit to buy another thing that I wanted.
0: So he actually has not made a big movie. Uh, his, he did May all Cheerleaders Die, which I also saw, which was pretty good. Never saw it. I know it, but I've never seen it. The Woods, which I saw, that was fine. Never the, saw the it. The Woman. They're just, they're two generic titles. Oh, either.
1: The Woman. Is that the one about the feral woman that they try to tame her? I, I have that on my shutter. That uh, watch list
0: was a rough film. Yes, I saw it. It's rough. Uh, uh, yeah. He's But anyway, May is the jewel of that crown.
1: I'd like to see The Woman. Uh, it was on a recommendation list. Uh, on sh- of shutter films it's pretty uh, good
0: all right I mean from what I recall it's very disturbing Fair um, enough. now Joe what's new what's happening well I think we should begin are you saying that we should get on with the show <laughs> and also on with a Jew? but he knows <laughs> the trouble I've seen very good you didn't cover your face that time either. Well, it was, uh, it was a low, deep. I was proud of it, as opposed to when I really put some passion and feminine energy. That's into.
1: one of the funniest scenes in Spaceballs when the Jewish princess is in the jail cell singing <laughs> the
0: like railroad song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's really one of the funniest fucking scenes in the movie. Also, uh, in Vacation, Chevy Chase sings one of those old uh, spirituals as well. What wh- what what does he? S- uh, he's driving, and he goes, "Swing low, sweet chariot," and he goes, "Coming for to carry me home." Swing low, chariot. <laughs> and it is a slave song. It's a crazy bit, but I love it. Swing low, chariot. Uh, that's funny. Uh, uh, what's new? What's new?
1: Not much. i uh, playing a lot of video games. Okay. A <laughs> lot of video games. A yeah. lot, a lot, a lot of video games. Uh, but they're keeping me busy. All right. Uh, you know, working on this, well, working on a thing. I don't want to talk about it just yet. But, no. uh, but you know, hopefully it's good. Um, uh, and that's, that's about it, Pat. I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, just kind of make it through each day without screaming at somebody sure i get that or cutting myself Uh uh-huh i've never been a cutter but i I get it now let's put it that way
0: well i'd rather you scream than cut yourself
1: sure sure but uh but that's about it man i wish uh you know i wish there was more exciting news for you uh but you know the town is eating me away from the outside in (laughs) and from the inside out Uh so I, i you know i got nothing much like the
0: characters in Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Yes,
1: which I look forward to talking about today because you really, you had some thoughts on this film.
0: Yeah, it upset me. I didn't like it. And spoiler alert, it's the first film uh, we've done that I did not finish. (laughs) And I know that's not very responsible of me, but I don't know what else to tell you. Life's too short.
1: Uh, Now, you've criticized... People that'll
0: walk out of movies, including me. Sure, especially when there's a review on the line. I'm over that. I, I do feel if you're a paid movie critic, I've I mean, I've only seen this from a few different critics. I think you're. This will pa- be- I got news
1: you're a paid movie critic. We make this money. Way. Yeah, no, you're a paid. We probably make more money. Do- Not that we make shitloads of money doing this, but we probably make more money doing this than the average movie critic.
0: <laughs> That's probably <true. laughs> it does. Which is why they're all so deeply unhappy. <laughs> But, um, no, I, I mean, I just, I couldn't do it. I, 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 um, I've been trying to do what they call self care, what the millennials call self care.
1: Oh, well, that's a good group of people to listen to
0: (laughs) and just not wallow in, uh, misery. So I deleted Facebook and Twitter from my phone. We can talk about Facebook. I didn't do, I did it prior to the big news, which shouldn't have come as a shock to anyone. But I uh, yeah, deleted no. Facebook and Twitter from my phone. I, I don't miss it. I feel happier. I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not doing anything. Right. Um, and it's scary at first. You don't have that pacifier. But then after like two days, you feel much better, as we just discussed.
1: Yeah. No, I've been off uh, the sauce for, for a few days myself. Yeah. I was never
0: a big weed guy. No right. sauce,
1: no cigs for a little time here. And that's uh, you do feel better.
0: Yeah. yeah, and so I, you know, I start to feel a little better, and a little more positive, and I sit down last night, and I'm an hour into Hellraiser two, and I'm like, "Fuck this! I, why am I doing this?" Well, it's just a horror movie. It's not, you know, I, th- I. Th- well, we'll we'll talk about it. All right, right. We'll talk about it. Fair uh, enough. So yeah, I mean, big news this week. Facebook. I guess this is, uh, you know, good for uh, what is it? Screaming in? Uh, no, it's it's uh, deadlines.
1: Deadlines from the. Deadlines from the 24-hour news psycho
0: of Scream NN. That's what it is. Uh, how about MSNB Scream? Let's just <laughs> stick with Scream NN. Uh, it, scream NN is the worst of them, I think. But. It,
1: it, it's, it's better than whatever the hell you just said.
0: Yeah. How about uh, I'll leave. Scream
1: NB Scream? It's too much, Pat. Okay. You got to let it More go. More screams? <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, no, I... Uh, you know, Facebook has been revealed to have sold all of our data to the, the Trump campaign. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that people would do these quizzes like, OMG, I'm most like Marge Simpson. And you give them all your personal information uh, to find out which Simpson character you're the most like or whatever it may be. Uh how you ever thought that Facebook was a trustworthy site, I don't understand. And the people who are like, well, I'm getting off now. It doesn't matter. They have your info. Well, they'll say you can find me at Instagram. Yeah. Guess what, honey? Facebook owns Instagram, too. They own everything. They own you. You're done. We did it. We all fucked up. I, I, look, I said it for years. I've said it not to pat myself on the back,
1: but I will. I said it for years. I said it years and years and years ago about Twitter. I go, everybody is trudging head first into this thing. They're not questioning it one fucking bit. This is the new smoking. This is what it is. This sure. is just like when cigarettes came out and everybody's like, "Isn't this so great? It's such a cool trend and fad and whatever." Sure. Nobody stops and fucking thinks. So here we are. We got what we deserved. We're all fucking guilty.
0: I'm including myself in that. Yeah.
1: And uh you know, we're uh, here. We are. People wonder why.
0: And you know, you got to promote shit, so I keep them, and that's like the only reason. But. For me, just getting them off my phone was the big thing. If I want to promote something, sit down on my laptop, send a little post, and move on with my day. I'm not sitting there going like, because it does. As we've discussed, it makes you terrified, and makes even though the world is shit, it makes you think that the world's going to end like in a minute. Everyone is. Everyone is at, at a 10.
1: Yeah, and it's not. It's not. It's not. People are at it, a 10 during Nixon. People are at a 10 during George W. People are at a 10 during Reagan. It's like everybody's got to fucking relax a little bit here. Yeah. Nobody's saying that anybody likes what's happening, but you also got to keep shit in perspective, man. Keep your fucking head on straight.
0: Um, Just don't and then the, And then all these stories, like I, we've talked about this as well, but like stories designed to anger you. And they they're know that, that when you click on them, they know they're like, "Oh, this guy. I'm I'm a guy who likes that feeling, or doesn't? I don't like it, but it, you you're drawn to it. You become addicted to it. Rage and culture, outrage culture. Fuck the media too. Fuck the media.
1: You you can't. There is a team where you can not like Trump and also still hate the media. Yeah, there is a team. Fuck the media for what they do. Yeah. Of course, you know." Uh, I love all this shit about um, not shit. I mean, it's a good thing about like kids being concerned about their safety and everything. And like the media being like, Aren't these protests that these kids are doing at schools wonderful because of the shootings and everything? It's like, hey guys, how about you stop running fucking footage of the shootings 24 hours a goddamn day and making every lunatic that grabs a gun and brings it into public feel like the fucking supervillain he wants to feel like. They never take any fucking responsibility. God damn it.
0: Now I'm all worked up. All the stories now are like, uh, I, I saw one from a very major, it might have been the New York Times or something, but it was like uh, shooter's family says he was love sick. Right? Like he loved a girl who broke his heart or something like what are are, you, are we supposed to feel bad? Are we supposed to sympathize? What what's going on? We and uh you know, I, the local news is worse. I watched the local news last night. CBS local news, I believe. A every every man is a either botoxed out freak or Just some, like, old, bad-looking dude. And every woman looks like a porn star. Yes. And, you know, this woman last night had, like, hot dog collagen lips. Her eyes had almost crossed due to the plastic (laughs) surgery. Giant fake tits falling out of her blouse. And she's like, and there's another shooting in uh, Studio City. I'm like, what's going on? L.A. is the worst of them. And then they sho- They said, I'll be careful now because this video might be disturbing for you. And I watched the kid that was sitting in his backyard on his cell phone, 22-year-old black kid with a fiancé and two children, get shot 20 times by cops because they thought his white cell phone was a gun. I watched him Why get shot. Why were they shot. even at his house? They... Jesus Christ. Uh, this I, is
1: and I by don't. the way, they'll there, show they'll show something horrific like that and yet showed it on the news. And yet if if someone in that same video says shit or ass, they'll right. bleep it. Right. If fucking children running everything. It's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. Everybody's at fault. The world is terrible. Now I'm on a 10. I didn't want to be on a 10, but now I'm on a 10. I wrote, Sick. I posted a thing on Instagram the other day, like a, there's a selfie circle that they were advertising on Instagram, and it's a little mirror, like a light illuminated circle that you put on your phone. Yeah. So you could take better selfie. I don't know, it's, it's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. So I take a screen cap of it, I post, and people wonder how slash why Trump is president. Right. Meaning it's this kind of self-indulgence that makes someone want to see an egomaniac get into the white house. Right. This, this w- woman, uh, woman, I use the term mildly cause I couldn't tell if she was a, a, a teenager or not. Okay. But you know, so she could have technically been a girl. I don't know, but she, you know, she was old enough to, uh, to, to engage in a conversation, I guess. Um, But she writes to me, glad you pointed out only one woman here instead of signaling out all women for the horror that these men are committing. So then a guy writes to her and goes, I don't think this has anything to do with women. Number one. Number two, you realize like a ton of white women voted Trump into the White House. Like Uh that's that's a fact. Then she goes, thank you for mansplaining. So then I write. I usually don't jump into this shit anymore, but I write, I go, look, nobody was mansplaining and I never mentioned women, but, and here's my little dig, you see gender too much, stop it, you know what I mean? Right. Because I love flipping it on somebody like that. Sure. Then she writes back, oh yeah, it's a real man-centric post, I see a lot of men in there, also it's not funny. And I go, it wasn't meant to be funny, it was meant to be a commentary, you'll understand how commentary works one day when you get older. Uh, and by the way, this isn't mansplaining. This is you being a child. Right. Uh, and then, thankfully, many people liked that comic, in- comment,
0: including the majority of them being women, which was interesting. There's uh, also always the option, folks, to not... Follow, not watch.
1: She doesn't even follow
0: me. That's why I responded. She
1: doesn't even. I don't even know how she saw the thing. It's like it's like. Let me get this straight. You have time to look on the feeds of people on Instagram that you don't even fucking follow, and then you're going to get fucking irritated. You're going to seek this shit out, and then try to come at me, and and then come at me with a thing you're making up. So let me get. So uh, because there's a woman in the thing I'm criticizing now, that's sexist somehow. Like and because a guy says to you I disagree that's mansplain. Like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is happening? Pat, you got me real riled up over here. I got to calm down.
0: It's a rough time. I feel like I need to go back and say, you know, you can look like a porn star and you can have all kinds of Botox and whatever you have and whatever you want to do and still be a a great newswoman. I I'm, I'm just saying that's all that happens in Los Angeles and I it's hard to believe that all of these women are at the top of their their fields, you know, and then that's being judgmental. But and and it's the guys. It's like when you watch Dateline, the the woman correspondent on Dateline is a gorgeous blonde woman, and every male correspondent is like other than well, there's Keith Morrison who looks like the you know the Grim Reaper. He's like <laughs> eighty five with like deep crevasses in his face, right? And then there's uh, the guy who's like three hundred pounds you know, falling out of his suits, who looks like he just downed a half bottle of scotch before they yelled action. <laughs> it's a it's a double standard I'm trying to point out. I'm not saying if you're a, a hot woman, you can't be smart. I don't even know why I need to well, explain this. Probably nobody even win here. But. You're,
1: you're, you, you, but you're also not saying, to be fair, you pointed out that the men in L.A. News also have uh, Botox the shit out of their faces and whatever. Yeah, They're it's all-
0: like the weatherman who looks like Jack Frost. You either get that or you just get guys who are just like old fucks and... And they don't care because they're dudes. It's there was a time.
1: There was a time. Uh-huh. And Pat, I'm talking a long, long time ago, maybe nine, ten months ago, <laughs> uh-huh. where we would have all openly criticized yeah. the sexualization of a yes. news anchor.
0: Yeah. Times have changed, Pat. It's not that era anymore. It's not. And when I moved here ten years ago. I was shocked at the weather women. The weather women would always be an unbelievably gorgeous Hispanic woman that looked like some like a Telemundo presenter type woman. Right. Like crazy tight and short skirts right. and crazy cleavage. And I was like, wow, the weather here. I guess, you know, and it became a battle. You can tell between the stations who has the hottest weather woman. Right. That's why people choose their news. Right. But now, and I haven't watched local news in forever, but. Now it's bleeding into the person actually bringing you stories of people being murdered and and the president news and things like that. It's crazy.
1: I feel the need to explain or justify something I said. Yes. When I said she could have been a girl, <laughs> she looked to be at least 18. That's my yeah. point. 18, 19. Right. My reason, my more my reason for saying that is. She didn't strike me as a mature person. So if you're not going to act like a mature adult, I'm not going to refer to you as a man or a woman. I'm going to refer to you as a fucking child or a boy or a girl.
0: Right. That's what I was trying to get at. Anyway. I presented an interesting issue yesterday to you, Joe. You did? I did. Well, this
1: was this when you said when you walked over with your penis out of your pants to my desk while I was trying to work and you said, uh, it was, an, it was an erect penis. And he said, Joe, I need to see you in my office. Something's come up. And he pointed down at it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up. I didn't hear a lot of complaints. Um, from what I recall, Joe said, maybe I can help you put it back down. <laughs> and did so. Let but me get this straight. You no, need help putting this down? Yeah. I want to preface this by saying that I have not seen Isle of Dogs but okay so this is Wes Anderson. Now this is by the way just to because I like to point out when you
1: do a segment incorrectly. Yeah. This is what deadline should be. Well it's supposed, it's, to be, it's supposed to be horror news. Well it's 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 horror fantasy sci-fi. I'd consider Isle of Dogs a fantasy movie, but movie related news. Okay, fine. That that's like that has I a did, social relevance said at the
0: beginning we're doing deadlines, right?
1: Yeah, no, I know. But you. But then you Scream launched into screamed. a thing about Twitter selling our information or Facebook. <laughs> I won't be
0: boxed in. I won't be put in a box. <laughs> sure. uh, so I haven't seen Isle of Dogs. I am a guy who... Likes Wes Anderson and thinks that he has made a couple great movies, Rushmore, Bottle Rocket, Bombs. Might just be the age when I saw them. Um, but, you know, I usually like what he does. He's undeniably an original artist. He tends to make the same movie over and over, but they're beautiful and interesting movies sure. that are usually pretty funny. Now, he was criticized, I would say rightly so, for having the widest movies Ever, I mean, everyone in his movies are white. Sure, not Tenenbaums. bombs. You had your Danny Glover, or there, there, there's efforts that have been made, but so now after all this criticism, you you have all these all white casts, these all white casts. He makes a movie set in Japan, right. Isle of Dogs, which again I have not seen and might be wildly offensive. I don't know, but it pops up Isle of Dogs being slammed for cultural appropriation. So what it, what is the man supposed to do? What is anyone supposed to do if you're if you make an effort now? And, and, you know, today they had this interview with this Japanese actor who was like, Wes was asking me a lot about Japanese culture and having me help, whatever. And they put that out as, I guess, damage control. But the guy is trying to make an effort to broaden his horizons, not write about what he knows, you know, write about something he doesn't know, which is a scary field. And then if you get that wrong, then you're fucked there, too. It's it's I don't I don't know what people are supposed to do in, the, in in creative fields. Fuck the media. Yeah. Fuck
1: you, media. I'm not talking about podcasts. Right. I'm not talking about people that write. I'm not talking about real journalists. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, that that write think pieces or whatever. Well, no, I am.
0: I guess I'm think not. Pieces talk- are the worst.
1: Yeah, I said that. I said that wrong. Look. God bless if you write a men's fashion spread for GQ, or or you, you know you write an article about, uh, you know uh, what's that makeup shop in the mall, Sephora, Sephora, you know for
0: for Glam Magazine. What, That's I how know what? I know you don't have a girlfriend. Yes.
1: Um, uh, well, also you you you've seen the multiple holes I've drilled drilled, <laughs> drilled into my wall. <laughs>
0: the well, uh, I'm also sitting uh, betwixt two full size gaming systems. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not talking about anybody
1: that does anything publicly. I'm talking about these people that are out there trying to tell the public how they should feel or think or nudge them in a certain direction, which is most of the media. And it's it's fucking disgusting, man. It's like, stop it. It's just a story for them. It's yeah. yellow journalism all over again. You're all William Randolph Hearst. You're all fucking alarmists. You're all disgusting people. And I don't give a fuck. If you're sitting there going, you know what, man? Look, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. All Nazis marched for Hitler. Fuck you. I'm tired of the fucking excuses. You're either part of the problem or you're not part of the problem. And if you're the person I'm referring to right now, you're part of the fucking
0: problem. Stop it. Stop it. They won't stop it. This doesn't matter. They're not going to stop. They just they throw these grenades up because everybody clicks on them and then but you wind up getting people upset about things they haven't seen they don't know they don't understand um, and it's it's already happening but it's killing creativity and it's making people fearful of anything they want to attempt to do Look. which puts a lot of constrictions immediately on the work you're trying to do and to not praise Wes Anderson I mean and again this movie could be. Mickey Rooney and breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't think it is. I highly doubt that that's the case. But I I, I just feel like we're, you know, f- forget heading down a dangerous path. We're in a bad path. And you know what, dude?
1: Uh, fuck, killing creativity is horrible. But fuck killing creativity. These people are killing people's lives. It's like, yeah. it's like it, they don't understand the weight of what they're doing. They're giving... They're, they're putting the, the, the potential fate of people that have professional lives in the hands of 22-year-olds and 23-year-old bloggers that just want to break in so bad right. that they'll take 200 bucks to write these bullshit hack fucking articles because they have no real experience. You can see it in the writing. Right. You were talking about today in the car where you were reading me that movie review from a major publication yeah. on the East Coast and it it sounded like a fucking 10th grader wrote it. Yeah. Because they're hiring these kids because they'll work for pennies and they'll and they'll they'll do all the sensationalist shit and they'll compromise their morals and all this stuff. Right. And then their parents are all kowtowing to them and you, you, you yeah. there's an M&M thing where he talked about like how the source would would go after certain ra- like well they went after him, would go after certain rappers because just because they didn't like them. Right. And like, would give them like lesser mics. And Eminem was like, You're playing with people's lives here. Like, right. you know, dude, like, and I've been down that road, dude. I was down the road with my own album reviews when I was getting trolled a couple of years back, yeah. where my album ratings online went from five stars to two half star reviews. Right overall i don't mean there were half star reviews involved
0: yeah you can kill a career with the internet. and
1: it's like dude i know what it's like to deal with this man so it's like it's like you gotta fucking stop but this dumb fucking country we live in thinks that everybody should have equal access to everything and i'm not talking about freedom and all that kind of shit i'm talking about how a guy that uh has never attended film school uh or ever attended uh, a, a, even a film class, is allowed to rate a movie on Amazon the same way that a fucking RogerEbert.com can rate a movie on Amazon, or on Rotten Tomatoes, or whatever. That's what I'm talking about. Right. There is no filtration
0: anymore for any of this shit.
1: It's fucking nuts. It's nuts. I, I don't understand. Well, on Rotten
0: Tomatoes, you'll read a review that's generally positive. It'll have the negative, whatever it is, splat on it. You'll read a review that's very critical it'll have a big juicy tomato on it um i i don't trust that side anymore i asked joe to see a movie last night i I know the writer of it um it's supposed to be an extremely almost like a happiness level uncomfortable weird movie called flower and i'm still excited to see it I, i like movies about difficult subjects except unless hellraiser sure well this is by the way just so we remember happiness
1: is my hell raiser. those are the kinds of movies i refuse to see i understand through. that yeah
0: but you know i text joe you want to go to this movie uh you know it's got a half a star on Rogerebert.com.
1: i said i couldn't go but i said bummer right. because it apparently got a half star
0: but th- so that is one person right who is not roger ebert by the way the greatest film critic of, of my lifetime um we don't know who that is i don't know what roger com is but it's it's enough to have people's opinion shaped and it's making for a much less interesting culture where everyone feels like they have to agree on things and your opinion on movies well that was just a can bad, brand you a racist but hold, as we saw with black panther as we saw right with ghostbusters in the case of women um where they go after critics for not liking something. You must be a racist. You must hate women. I think it's just getting scary. It's getting scary. It's getting. And and here's why.
1: Here's why that's the reaction now. Because it did start with a bunch of assholes. Yeah. It did start with a bunch of trolls that hated women and, and right. hated anybody that wasn't white or hated anybody that didn't love guns or whatever the fuck it was. But yes, that's where it started. But now it's spread into anybody that just wants to sort of talk in the gray area is getting clumped in with that. And what's crazy to me is, if you want to break it down politically, the left hates the left right now and the right hates the right. So I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it seems like there's a small... Sect in, on the left and a small sect on the right that are somehow making the most noise for everybody. Most Republicans don't like Donald Trump, yet he's president and it seems like that's the whole party because he's the face of the party, right. essentially. Most liberals can't stand the fucking PC police, yet the, those are the only liberals we ever hear from. Right. So I'm not quite sure how this small demographic from each group is seemingly controlling the, the climate of everything but they are and i think it's they because are. they're essentially the stay-at-home parents uh from the 80s that would write letters to like nabisco because they advertise too much sugar in the cereal the kids or whatever right. Th- these are the people the um, the average person who's got rationale who's level-headed who's logical who has things to do even if it is just playing video games is like yeah, I don't have time to like go get into all this bullshit. That's why you and right. I take the shit off our phone and go... out.
0: But the people that stay in it, man... Yeah, I think getting off Twitter will make this stuff seem less of an issue than it is. But it was getting to just be creepy. And it's the kind of thing where you talk to your, your parents or something about it. They have no idea it's even going on. And that's honestly a better way to live your life. It is. And if we can get those people to spend more money, there could sure. be hope for the
1: entertainment business. Right. But uh, until then we're at the mercy of these children. But yeah, uh, I mean
0: it's it's no nobody is is making up their mind for themselves. Nobody is wa- watching something if if people say it is bad, um, there's no interesting discussion going on at all. And you know, when I read reviews of a movie that's coming out or whatever, I'll read two or three reviews and I'm like they're all just the same thing. And people are waiting for stuff to go up in Rotten Tomatoes so they can say people used to do this when i was a movie critic they wait to see what the consensus is going to be and then join it right because they're scared of being the one person being like i thought this was great or i
1: thought this
0: thing everybody loves sucked so that's how you get everyone kind of whispering amongst themselves like but shape of water sucked dick right like why fish dick why why is everyone saying this thing's amazing uh you know it's it's a frustrating time we spent too much time on all this but we're 36 minutes in holy cow we haven't even swung by. Let's quickly swing by past Movie Corner. Do you think that we will do Annihilation on this show, which has been heavily requested? We probably should. Uh, we can do it. It's a good one to discuss. Probably. An, it'll have to be in April Some I have to get to
1: see it, but uh, yeah.
0: I've been talking about it with Heather since we saw do it. Do you non-stop. think
1: we'll do? I mean, I'd love to do it. Do you think we could do a perfect host on this, or the perfect host? Because if, if, if so, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to talk about it. But it's David yeah, Hyde Pierce. For it's sure. A, if Technically it, a horror
0: film. I'll watch it. We'll do it.
1: Uh, okay. So April, we'll do Annihilation and The Perfect Host. That'll be two of the episodes.
0: All right. And uh, so yeah, I saw Annihilation. I also so I'm watching currently, um, an an awesome documentary called Wild Wild Country, which just got onto Netflix. Yeah,
1: that's the Duplass film,
0: correct? The the Duplass brothers they had, produced it. You know, it. they put their names on it. Yeah. <laughs> They had nothing to do with it, I mean, right. unless they shaped It had something to do with editing or something. But who knows? Um, it uh, it starts a little slow, but it is about a cult in Oregon that moves into this like forty person small town and sets up shop and becomes this giant thriving cult, and they're presenting themselves as agriculture uh, type people, and then you realize pretty quickly there's they're like. Uh, Extreme sex orgies and open marriages and stuff like that. And it's getting more and more interesting with each episode. I don't even know what side I'm on half the time, but okay. it's, which is a great sign of a good documentary. I'm really into it. I recommend it highly. Uh, it's very interesting. All right.
1: I'll keep it short. So a horror movie called The Windmill.
0: The Windmill?
1: I uh, found it on Shudder. I think I found it on Shudder. I'm really enjoying the Shutter app. I just can't remember anymore what's on which app between Shutter Prime, Hulu, and, uh, and Netflix. But uh, the windmill—it's about a—it's about a, it's about a, a windmill.
0: Gosh, <laughs> I, I could have figured that in
1: Amsterdam, where um, uh, he's, uh, there's an evil ghost that's there, and he kills people for their sins and wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I mean I watched it solely on the fact that the monster looked cool and I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this sounds cool, like a demon that hunts people at this windmill in the wilderness of the Netherlands or whatever." I was like, "This sounds fun." And it wasn't that good. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of that.
0: Um I watched christoph kislowski's blue you know that blue white red trilogy there i've heard of it it's I have no it's Interest. criterion it's a it's a french trilogy that like g- growing up was the movie that every critic jizzed over this this trilogy from this french filmmaker with juliette binoche i've had it forever i've never seen them i was like you know what it's time to check off some of these classics i own them i hadn't even opened it uh it was fine yeah, it's, it's like got, most got, Criterion stuff. Yeah, it's I fine. Yeah, I got two more in the trilogy I got to watch. Ugh. Um, I I love Criterion, of course, but, you know, and I like how it looks. I like the packaging. I like the collection. But, you know, I was like, well, let me look through the supplements of this. There was a 10-minute interview with Kirstov Kizlowski where he talked about a shot where he they dipped a sugar cube in coffee and the sugar cube filled with coffee. And he was like, I figured that an audience would not watch... This is not a French accent, and he was speaking in French. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, but I'm going to continue with it. Uh, I figured people would watch five seconds. For actually, I got it down to four point five seconds that they would watch a sugar cube go into a cup of coffee. Eight seconds, you get you get walkouts. So we had to find the sugar cube because let me show you. Oh my God! He you You sit through this. You'll sit through this. Well, this one, I this stopped me from watching the supplements, but I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So he goes – now, as you can see now, he dips a sugar cube into his own coffee. He goes, it takes 10 seconds to completely fill with coffee. So what I did, this thing went on and on and on, and I love Criterion. I support them. I own the entire collection on Blu-ray, but this is why people give the collection a bad name.
1: Remember when you were a kid and you'd go to the toy store and the new – he-man came out or the new transformers or whatever I was it was a ninja
0: turtle guy but yeah
1: ninja fine ninja turtle yeah and it had a big beautiful box and it was the yeah. most amazing in the world and you said i want it and your mom would go it's a piece of junk right. it's just another piece of junk that's the criterion collection for grown-ups it's to some degree it's, I mean, a, it's when, when they do put out a
0: movie that you love there's nothing better look breakfast club or whatever that's
1: fine yeah some of those toys i loved but my point is, is they reel really you in with the fucking packaging. Right. It's It's the most gorgeous packaging on planet Earth. You're like, I have to own this or I don't like movies. I know. I'm I a know. poser if I don't own this. I know. And then, you, and then you buy it and you go, most of the time you go, yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I lost the arm. I don't have the gun part <laughs> anymore. Yeah. I remember when my truth. mom
0: told me this and it was almost like the first time you get stoned or something, but I was like 10 or something. My mom goes, Pat, the Ninja Turtle that you want to spend your hard-earned allowance on is the exact same as these other nitros you have what Holy the cow. hell is that why phone? is my phone ringing through my tv joe I, I don't know what to tell you what
1: is going on anymore <laughs> i didn't tell the phone to do that why is it doing that it rings through my ipad now too i didn't tell it to do that
0: Look, I'm betting it's got something to do with your fucking Alexa. I can't believe, as paranoid as you are, you have a fucking Alexa in your house.
1: Alexa's not connected to my Apple shit. How do you know? She's not. Alexa.
0: She's not.
1: Alexa, are you
0: connected to Apple? (laughs) She won't even answer. (laughs) She's not speaking to you anymore. But she's saying, you know, when she pointed out to me, Pat. Alexa? Are you talking about? My mom. Oh, all right. All who, confusingly, her name is Alexa. No, it's, it's not.
1: See, there she there. She answered. She doesn't know. She
0: knows. She knows. She said, I don't know that. So when she just said they're the exact same piece of plastic with an orange bandana instead of purple. And of course, you cut. You, you should know that when you're a kid. But it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, I've been spending all my money on the same thing over and over and over. Then th- they realized kids were getting wise. And then you get the turtle that you can open his shell and store the nunchucks in the shell. Or now I got to get that. But we're doing the same things we did when we were kids with toys. That's exactly right. With right. these Blu rays or whatever you're trying to fill the hole with. Yeah. And then you get it, and the hole's not filled, folks. In I wish fact, my it, hole was filled. It's Friday.
1: Hey, there's still time. All right. Uh, the call, by the way, that I just got uh, I'm entitled to receive a prize. Uh, this is, it's funny. Somebody said Have you noticed since Trump got elected? You get way more courtesy calls. And I was like, you know what's weird? I do. Is that connected? And then we find out the Facebook thing. Yeah. And then I get a call just now. You've been selected to receive a prize. Anyway. All right. Look,
0: let's get to our movie at hand. And I told you about that that protein bar I bought that, that I yeah, saw an ad for. it's frightening. It. And I had another one. I When I went up to Arrowhead, I was up there with some friends, and I was supposed to get s'mores supplies. So I bought s'mores supplies. And now I get daily ads for Hershey bars in my Instagram feed. It's frightening. Um, Hellbound, Hellraiser Two, Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. Look, the first one, I guess, because we watched it in a commentary format, and it was you and I sitting and watching it. I also thought there was just a better story, a better movie. I mean, it this the story makes no sense in Hell Hellraiser Two.
1: Hellraiser Two is a is is a, it's a lot of fun, in my opinion.
0: Fun. I look. I love Pinhead. I love Pinhead. Ben Ed has not had not been in it when I left. You saw him get the nails dug in his head, and then he's been out of it for an you hour. You did
1: not watch an hour of the movie then. There's no way he comes in. He comes in at about the 45 minute mark.
0: That's probably when I got it. So what I what I told you last time. So you night,
1: didn't see any of the
0: plot. Sh- shouldn't the plot have kicked in at the 45 minute mark? The uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just simple storytelling, <laughs> but. Here's what I was watching that eventually set me over the edge. I already was not having a good time by any means and felt myself sinking back into a depression I was starting to slowly emerge from. Right. And there's a guy lying on a blood-soaked mattress covered in maggots, starts screaming and cutting away at his chest, cutting himself open, cutting away at his dick at one point. I don't. He doesn't cut his dick. I'm going to go back. But hold on. Is
1: this the scene where you shut it off? I gave it another 15 after that. Okay. So you watched roughly 22 minutes of no, the film. Was,
0: I got out at 44 minutes. How do you know? Because you can tell. You pause it and check.
1: You So you check the number. It was 44 minutes? Yeah. You're sure? I, I
0: watched beyond this scene, but then the woman comes out, and then she digs her hand in the back of his head, and then right. he pukes, and maggots, and they're screaming. and they're. I was like, this is... Not for me.
1: As I said to you the, on the texting last night, they, it, that's the only scene like that in the movie. That is the controversial scene. I couldn't. Exp- I didn't feel like I'd over text last night to explain the whole thing. That's the scene that was cut out of the R-rated version.
0: It was included in the unrated version. Well, I, I really wish I had seen it without. There's still plenty of people getting ripped apart by hooks and, and so forth. Yeah. Well, this is not for me. And you were just talking last week about how you don't like torture. But now you like Hellbound, Hellraiser too. I, don't, I just I don't, don't
1: understand. understand how you watch ha- a movie like Happiness, and you see Philip Seymour Hoffman's come hit a wall, and that's fine. Joe, so
0: I see come every day, sometimes <laughs> twice a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, got, you
1: got a you got a, you got a main you got a comedic storyline about a pedophile, right? That that you can sit through that, but but but
0: uh, you know the the bloody skinless woman is too much. The bloody skinless woman w- w- was you know gross, whatever. But this guy. Cutting away at himself and the maggot. It was the tonnage of shit. And then he needs to puke when she puts her hands through her head. I was just like, give me a fucking break. It's That scene's a little much. I agree.
1: I don't love it. I do think the first film was a better film overall. I used to not think that. There was a time in my life where Hellraiser 2 was my favorite horror
0: movie ever. I, I cannot believe it. <laughs> and
1: that. I met Doug Bradley in a bar once. Yeah. And I said, Hellraiser 2 is the best horror movie ever. And he said, you're wrong, mate. And I said, no, I'm not. It's the best horror movie ever. And he goes, you're wrong. Best horror movie ever, Bride of Frankenstein. You can ask Robert England, he'll agree. And as uh-huh. he went to sip his beer, I yelled, shut up and take the compliment, Bradley. And he, and he laughed, which was a big <laughs> moment for me in my life uh-huh. that I made Pinhead laugh. But, uh, but uh, you know, as I get older, I recently rewatched the film as well because I knew we were going to be talking about it. I mean, it's it's you didn't see the real plot of it is, is they go down, they have to go down into hell, right? Trying Kirsty and the blonde haired girl are essentially trying to right the wrongs of the first film, uh, and Julia, who's the evil lady from the first film, is trying to basically command hell and take over and the Cenobites are still after Kirsty. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No. It doesn't make sense why they let certain people go. It doesn't make sense why they're still after Kirsty. It doesn't make sense uh, that Frank, Uncle Frank from the first film dies while he's in hell somehow. If Uh, you're in
0: hell, you're dead,
1: I, I thought. That's what I thought, too. It doesn't make sense why... Some of the Cenobites are uh, sort of these, like just sort of like uh, 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 judges, like you know, uh, um, what the f- uh, you know, unbiased judges. Like if you're evil, then we take you, and if you're not, then we don't. And then the doctor becomes a Cenobite, and then he's just like a Jason or Freddy Krueger style monster with one-liners too, which I don't care for. Like uh-huh. he, he's like flying around on this demon thing and he's like the devil is in," or no no he goes the surgeon is in i recommend amputation and then like cuts a guy's like arm off or whatever
0: i would have loved a fucking uh quip at some point it
1: goes it goes really off the rails at the end it gets nuts and it doesn't make any fucking sense uh they disregard the rules of the first one like suddenly like in the first one the box sends them back to hell but in the second one that doesn't work for some reason. And Uh it doesn't make any sense. She also fulfills the bargain of the first movie, which is if you, I didn't know what I was doing with this box. If you leave me alone, I'll get you Frank. And that's their deal. And she does. And then they still try to take her at the end of that movie. So the first one doesn't painfully make a lot of sense either, but it makes way more sense.
0: Right. I, I, you know, and part of it, I think was just watching it with you and not being home alone, watching it. But, I enjoyed the first one. I thought it was a well-made horror movie. But if I'm going to be have my face just mashed into depravity and torture, there I have to be rooting for something. There has to be some sort of story. There has to be something getting me from A to B. All right. When, when I'm 45 minutes in watching this nauseating scene go on and on and on and on, and I don't even know what I'm looking at or why I give a shit, well, that's it's, a problem. It's
1: because he needs blood on the mattress... To resurrect Julia's body.
0: Needs that much blood? Well, he needs blood, and he doesn't want
1: to kill somebody, so he brings that guy who he knows if he gives him a knife he'll cut himself.
0: How about you shave over the mattress? He, no, you,
1: you need, you need because the, the blood is the victim. So he, yeah. he's basically trying
0: to keep his hands clean of murder. That part makes sense to me. It's gross. It says right here on the Parents' Guide on IMDb, a man violently cuts his chest and crotch with a razor blade Extremely graphic, goriest scene in the film. All right. I didn't imagine the crotch cut. I don't remember the crotch cut. I mean, this was also your favorite horror movie at one point. I, I don't remember him cutting his dick. For some you, you reason. You don't see him his dick, but, you know, eventually when you're like, how long am I going to watch this guy cut into his maggot ridden body? Then it's like, oh, I guess we'll take it up a notch. And he makes some swipes in the dick region. Oh, I thought that was just him cutting his stomach. No, he does that, too. Don't right. get me Wrong. Wrong. Um, but like you know like Hostel, we've discussed hostile on this show before that was at a time where i did not even like horror movies when that movie came out i didn't i was a pussy i didn't want to watch them and i went to see them theater and was honestly like i don't know i'm gonna wind up leaving this or something but sure enough i'm rooting for these guys and there's a whole story to it and it's basically a sex comedy in the first half hour right and you're really like oh my god i hope they get out of here there's that hell Hellraiser. the franchise seems to be just like Just watch this fucked up shit. You you sick. But who
1: are you rooting for in a Happiness?
0: Well, Happiness is not a horror movie. I know, but I'm saying you know is, uh, and that's not one of my favorite movies either. But I I do (laughs) love the movie. I can't deny it. Um, There's also ten stories going on in in Happiness, and they're all horribly depraved. Happiness is essentially a a depraved, uh, you know, Woody Allen movie, but it's got a light touch to it. In a weird way, and it's it's black comedy. I mean, Hell, Hellraiser 2 is, um, I just don't know how anybody could get anything out of it, unless you're a gore junkie, which I am definitely not.
1: Well, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, and I'm going to get a lot of pushback on this from fans, I'm sure, but Clive Barker, excellent writer, yeah, kind of ends there. Well, he didn't direct this. No, or write it. but he was behind this this he was still part of the franchise at this point. Hellraiser one, again, a classic, but if you really were to analyze it on the same level that you analyze like an exorcist or something like that, you're gonna find a hell of a lot more plot holes and uh and uh, and hiccups than you're gonna find in a film like that. Uh I've read the Hellbound Heart, the book that it's based on. He's an excellent, excellent writer. Or or at least was at one point. Yeah. Uh The Scarlet Gospels, which was the latest there's a new Hellraiser book now coming out that he didn't write, but he like oversaw or something. But the Scarlet Gospels was the last official release, I believe, and and, and it was dog shit. It was terrible. Uh-huh. Um you know, Nightbreed is a shitty movie. Right. Nightbreed is a fucking boring bad movie
0: that makes no sense. Have you seen this fabled director's cut of it?
1: Oh, I tried. It's it's brutal, dude.
0: I've never seen Nightbreed. I I've heard Terrible. that it's a lost masterpiece this uncut version. I, I haven't seen it. It's not. It's, okay. it's it's a bad movie. It's not good. It's it's corny. There's yeah. corn there's a corniness to it where you,
1: you know Lord of Illusions is not great. Is that Bacula? Yeah, you know Midnight Meat Train which is based on one of his stories, is not great. Brad Cooper. Uh, um, You know, so I think Barker's a great writer. I don't think that always carries over into film form, whether or not... (laughs) Son of a bitch. Forgot to mute the TV. Yeah. That doesn't always carry over into film form, whether or not it's the writer himself that's making the movie. It's like Stephen King suffers from the same issue. Stephen King, a lot of the time when he's involved with the movie, it's not that great of a flick. Right. Uh, and hence the Shining miniseries versus the the Polanski Shining. Or I mean, uh, or the um, not Polanski. What's his face? Kubrick Shining. Kubrick. Um, and then also, too, a lot of Stephen King stories that they try to adapt into films end up being kind of shitty because you're like, yeah, that works as a short story. Right, you've stretched it now into ninety minutes, two hours. You've added all these other plot lines to it. It's it's stupid now. I mean, a
0: great counterpoint would be Shawshank Redemption, which is a I'm two and a half hour movie. I'm
1: not saying it can't work. Yeah, you know the, the 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 again, Hellbound Heart is a great novella. Hellraiser is a is a I I, I would say great horror film. Uh, it's got its problems, but it's it's solid. I really love the uh, and I'm a fan of the franchise. Before anybody wants to crucify me on this, I have seen. Every Hellraiser movie, uh, and I have seen them with immediacy. Like, when they went to direct a video, I was at the fucking Blockbuster video in Austin, Texas, the day they released Hellseeker, or Inferno, whichever one came first, to uh, to see it. So I, I, I'm, I'm diehard. I rented uh, the latest one. The day it was available on fucking iTunes, I rented it. So I like the franchise. I believe in it, but... You know, I can't sit here and say they're fantastic films. Would you uh, say two is the second best? Uh, now I would. Yeah, I think they get progressively. Well, worse. no, I say it goes one, two, four, three. And yeah. then after that,
0: it's well, a kind of take your pick. The real Roger Ebert himself gave uh, Hellraiser two one star.
1: Really? Yeah. For the same reasons you're saying like because he thought it was disgusting and shit
0: yeah i mean just uh he's like it's just one horrible visual after another with no nothing really tying them together fair
1: enough fair
0: enough um and he was you know usually pretty open about that star pretty open-minded about stuff i remember him giving dark city four stars which i was fascinated i
1: like dark city
0: it's a cool movie
1: i wish i had it on blu-ray versus dvd but i'm not buying it again um
0: anyway folks that's our show that's it. Um, we have to do our shout-outs. Oh, shit. You want me to do them? Glad you
1: reminded me. No, I'll do them. All right. Because you did the, uh, you do the ad, I do the shout-outs. It's kind of how, we, how we've been doing it.
0: While Joe's bringing this up, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, kind of, at the Patrick Walsh show, Living Biblically, Monday nights, 930, 830 Central on CBS. Uh.
1: I'm also sort of on Twitter and Instagram, Joe DeRosa Comedy, and then uh, Penthouse Monthly Column, You Let Me Down. Uh, all right, shout-outs. Guys, can't thank you enough for your Patreon support, for all of your support. Um, we're, we're always taken aback by it. Uh, it's very touching. Uh, and here are your shout-outs for the month of March. Anthony V. Manetto, a.k.a. Party McFly, Philip Rashad, Michael Aiello, Melissa Alvarez, Joe Cheetah, Come Before My Forest, Benedict Beck, Jane Doe, Jake Bullock. I work for Zero Foxtrot. Sup, guys. Uh, what's up? Zero Foxtrot. Is that the military T-shirt website? I tried to figure out what that was. If it is, they have some really cool, like, skull shirts and st- I don't know I like some of the shirts I saw I like the Zippo man shirt uh, Matt Crawford Jenna Richard Deming Brian Callis Tim Drain Michael Madrigal go to Mr. Suit Records if you're ever in Lancaster Pennsylvania Richard Howenstein Breton Fraser. wow that's weird Breton Fraser. okay Fraser. almost like Brendan Frazier Sean Luke Physioc Damien karen Kilgareth. oh karen that's a a dear friend from my favorite murder make sure you listen to that podcast you download it you support we saw her do it
0: uh her and Georgia do it live at the orpheum theater on friday night fantastic just a fantastic show and the love people have for them is infectious
1: i got chills the way the way they were cheering for the our friends it was fun man it was really fun go listen to my favorite murder uh Jack Steele, Tyler Sanderson, Joey Mueller, Shelby L, Dan Hapank, sorry Dan, Dan Hapanowitz, Nathan Basket, Blake Chanel, Gary Myron, Jean Paul Reese, Cy Rod, Dylan Lar, Phil Burrell, Edmund Dillon, the Blank Magic Ninja, Scott Pauline Cyril, Byron Morton. No, Brian Morton, excuse me, Patrick Baxter, Adam Maxwell Kent, Nick Mascara, Casey Sturgeon, Chris Marsh, Daphne Kellogg, Ryan Martz, Tristan Avery, Hunk Masterson. (laughs) That's a good name. Richard Iman, Matthew J. Brown, Julie Aguirre, I believe. I hope I said that right. Aguirre, maybe? Or or gear, yeah The Wrath of God Charity Ferguson Hank Gustafson Nick Walther Alex C Alexander Stein Tyler Keatley Emma Lee Marvel Heather Anderson John B. Watt Dear friend of mine Check out John's store on Etsy Um, John, I'm sorry I'm forgetting the name of the damn store But check out John Watt's store on Etsy He makes horror memorabilia It's very cool Uh, Maury Benjamin Nicholas Burns Heighton Davidson Alex Nelson Will Pittman, Jeremy, Derek Clark, Alex Shipley, Joshua Taj Bozeman, Sean Pinnock, Amanda Liebson, Timothy Lesto, Nope, Timothy Letso, Shane Nazarian, John King, Clayton Stamper, Smelly Bubbles, James Nassman, Holly Barnes, Jeff Some Confidence, <laughs> David Bellinger, Tyler Zach, Kurt Zeigler, Hunter McDonald, John Wolt, Justin Bohager, Adam Bembenek, Manny Rios, Demonio Rubio, Brand- Brandon Gash, who does some of the art, correct? Yeah. Uh on the uh on the uh Etsy store, our Etsy store, which is called the Hog House store. Uh thank you, Brandon. Edmund Agabo, Paul Pickerel. Jake Farote, Chris Lind, Tony Quinn, Rob Lines, Danny Rudd, Jacob Barrett, Jordan C., Maxwell Ashcroft, Ryan Kohler, Joshua Christensen, Barb Allen, Jonathan Face, Rebecca Cohen, Chris Bowen, Mike Gibbons, Donnie Joyce, Donye Joyce, Michael Dawson, Jennifer Smith, Hader Ismail, Connor Dennehy, Michael, Stephen Kalpa, Kevin. Swistowitz, Kevin Swistowitz. I think I said that correctly. Thomas Koza, Anthony J. Guajardo, Annie Johannesson, Timmy Kay, Sean Florin, Dolores Martinez, Megan Leibrand, Scott Blickensdurfer, Alec Walker, Brett Wemmer, Tristan Carlson, Laura Sexton, Anthony Guajardo, Weston Thomas Havidio. That's the one. How do you say it? Remember the one that's oh, like all the consonants? Yeah. I, I, did Vidovich or something? I'm sorry, buddy. Sorry, man. Please resend us the pronunciation. <laughs> you, you, you've sent it to us already. Yeah. Send it again because uh, we, we lose these messages. Jared Blair, Josh Smallridge, Richie Verdugo, Chris Hopper, Emily Griffith, Emily Florence, who runs our Hoghouse store and our Facebook group page. Thank you, Emily. We love you. You're awesome. Uh, Sean L., Jordan Parker. Dave Comerick, Abby Manuel, Kim D'Angelo, Jonathan Galat, Michael McBee, Carla O, oh, Stephanie Power, Sterling Abrego, Jaron Sanderson, Diego Campos, Stefan Masseau, Zoe Blazkovic, Aisley Kivensland, Dan McLeod, Lorenz Bunganeers, Alejandro Salgado, Papa Spooch, Matthew Little, Tracy Reddington, Sean Thomas, Amanda Alzamora, Jason Weibel. I said PPGs.
0: <laughs> that is my friend Mike Curry. Hello, Mike. That's a Blockbuster Video inside joke. All right. We used to work at Blockbuster Video.
1: Drew Spindler, Andrew Covell, Sam Mitchell, Aaron Milanowski, Scott Nolan, Jack Gertz, Ben, Misty Zavar, Brandon Knock, Dajne Wilford, Johnny Ferg. Matthias Pawjo, Michael Gold, Danielle Dewar, Eric Lamora, Stephen Reese, Kevin Marcinick, Erica Branning, Lawrence Anderson, Jared Smallridge, Zach Schoendorf, Will Podorf, Natalie Craig, Anthony, Kyle Kinsland, the man whose name we cannot speak, Ani Babaduk, Scott Patton, Reed Aesthetic, Brian Belarier, Robert Pearson, Max Unrath, Brian England, and John Weisengruber. Wow, it's an incredible, that incredible is a, list a of moving
0: people. assortment of people. I, I can't believe we have that many fans. It's lovely. It's very, very touching. Uh, guys, we'll see you next time, and we'll see you in hell.
1: That was a headgum podcast.